Welcome to The Balance. I am your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about all the things. For those in life who want it all, this podcast is for you. and welcome to today's episode on the Balance Podcast. Before we dig into Jennifer Hanks' interview, which is just amazing and phenomenal, I wanted to remind you all that my new course, Seven Day Jumpstart to Your Bold, Balanced, Beautiful Life, the sale ends today and it will go to full price at $11.59. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can check out the last episode where I dig into why I'm creating the course and what the core is really about. Also a reminder to check out my website if you haven't. And at the top, there is a banner to join my private Facebook group, which is just a fun place where I share a lot of real and raw content. And sometimes I record the episodes live, which is a lot of fun. And today I wanted to do something kind of different and something I haven't done before. I have gotten so many amazing reviews and these reviews are so heartfelt that I wanted to do a review of the week. So today's review comes from Link D Fit and it's titled Amazing and Bingeful. She says, so I've basically binged on this entire podcast series all day. It's so encouraging to hear Kelly speak and to see how God is using her and her family story to reach others. It's also very refreshing to hear her remind us of the power of mindset and how important it is to be mindful of what we put our energy and time into. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you, Link Fit, for sharing that review. When I read all of the words that you guys leave and all the encouraging reviews, it makes me so happy because it just gives me the best feeling in the entire world to know that I really am creating this community where people are wanting to come and be a part of and where they feel that they can just be themselves and that they're not alone. So thank you again for leaving that amazing review and to all the others that have. It it also helps with the algorithm so more people can find the podcast so more women can be impacted. So with that, we will jump into today's interview. Hello, podcast family. Welcome to today's episode. So before we get started today, I just want to say it is going to be an emotional and amazing ride today because I had the really amazing blessing to interview Jennifer Hanks. Her friends call her Coco. She recently lost the love of her life to cancer. She is now a single mom of IVF Miracle Twin Boys. She is a blogger and hopes to help others as she shares her journey as a new widow and mother of twins. Like I said, it's a pretty deep episode and I just want to take a second to pause and really thank every single person that agrees to be on this podcast. Every single one who has the the courage and the strength to share their story with the world in hopes that it encourages others. And I can promise you that you're definitely going to get that today. 
So let's get started with the interview with Jennifer Hanks. Hey Jennifer, how are you doing? Good. I am so glad to have you on today's podcast. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I know my listeners are in for something really, really special today. When I came across your your um, Instagram feed and I started going through it and I read your story, I just had to reach out to you. So I feel extremely blessed that you agreed to be on today's podcast. So for anyone who doesn't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your family and your story? Yeah, so I'm actually from Colorado, grew up there. That's where my husband and I met. You know, we've known each other since elementary school, been really good friends since high school. So I, um, we kind of have an on and off, like, crazy story where he really liked me and then I liked him and it just kind of didn't work until... The right moment, I guess. So we got married in May of 2013, and it wasn't until August, a couple months later, that he was complaining, like chest pain, and he's like, I'm just going to go in, and that's when we found the tumor. So, um, yeah, so he was diagnosed with cancer, and it was like a form of testicular cancer, and he started chemo right away and um December later that year he had like a big surgery to remove um the tumor and um he was cancer free we were so excited and it was less than a year later that the cancer had come back and it was this really rare cancer that none of the doctors knew even what to call it so we were back in that world again which was really hard obviously, um, after we thought we were done with that. Um, and we finally, they found a chemo that he was able to stabilize the tumor. So it wasn't growing, but it was shrinking it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was nice in a way because we felt like, you know, it stabilized, let's just keep living our life. And um, that's when we decided to and start that journey and it wasn't till it's like so much to cram in you know like so yes. hard to get it all into one story but um it wasn't until I was like seven months pregnant that he went into the hospital because he was really sick and obviously it turned out to be cancer things and he was in the hospital for a month and he got out of the hospital like right before was able to come to the birth. Um, he was in a wheelchair and on oxygen, but he was there. And then after that, we were able to spend like a couple months together as a family before he passed away. And his passing was obviously like we knew he had cancer, but it was still a shock. You know, we really believed he would be here and, and hoped in that. So it was, you know, it's hard obviously. Yes. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, the whirlwind of emotions and all the ups and the downs. And it sounded like I didn't realize it. You guys found out he had cancer just a couple months, really, after becoming newlyweds. Yeah. We kind of were like robbed of that, like experience in a way, I always said. Yeah. Like just went straight into chaos. (laughs) 
Yes. But I think you get us stronger, for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. The tough times either do that. They break you or they bring you together in a really beautiful way that you didn't know was possible. Yeah. You know? And um, I want to read something that I read your story. Like, I went on your blog, and I just want to read it because it kind of goes along with that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's your quote, but it's straight from your blog. And I loved it so much. I had to go to my husband and read it because um, I resonated with you. Okay, so Jennifer says... I now realize that it was better for us to have hope. If it wasn't for hope, he wouldn't have lived as long as he did. If it wasn't for hope, I wouldn't have these two beautiful boys with me today. If it wasn't for hope, we wouldn't have had those couple months as a family of four. We never lived a day thinking he was going to die, and that was the best way to live. Now my hope has shifted to knowing I will see him again. I have hope in that blessing promised to me. I just... Oh, your writing is so beautiful, and I love that so, so much. So that kind of leads into my, my question. When I was reading your blog, I mean, it was super evident, and you were very honest and raw, which I appreciate, that it was on, obviously very difficult, and there was a lot of ups and downs. So can you just share with us your walk of faith and how you guys navigated all of that, and you shifted from being maybe angry and hurt to really having that hope? Yeah, I think the hardest battle I had through all of it was faith versus fear. And I constantly was, one day I'd have so much faith and then we'd get bad news. And then I'd be in that fearful state and really depressed and sad. So it was like a battle, I think. what Those ups and downs were the faith and fear. And I always think of the story of like Peter and... and Christ on the water and Peter's he's walking he sees Christ walking on the water and he sees it happening and for a split second he turns to the side to see the storm and for that split second he loses everything and he falls in the water and I think that's just part of being human you know the natural like battle of faith versus fear and I think we just stuck to that faith and you know, we'd have our hard days and we'd cry and I would be so sad. And But then the next day we'd be like, you know what? We know you're going to live. We're going to be here. You're going to be here. And we just kind of lived it like that. And I think it was just we didn't want cancer to control our lives. Yeah. So we wanted to really try to live a normal life as possible, if that Absolutely. I mean, that's such a courageous thing, too, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And when I read that, I I just felt what you were feeling because, I mean, I told you my, our boys were born super early, and I realized, I may not have known at the time, but that's exactly what I did. I had those moments of doubt and of fear, but I just, there was no other option except to think the hopeful things and the joyful things because yeah. no matter what the outcome was going to be, I felt like that's what God wanted us to do. Yeah. And, I, uh, when the first time he went through cancer, we were so faithful and strong and prayed and we saw so many miracles and he was cured. So when he, it, the cancer came back, it was really hard. Obviously, you know, I thought I was angry. Yeah. I was upset. I thought, well, we, we learned what you wanted us to learn. You know, we did great and we stayed faithful. Like, why is this coming back? You know? I was really upset and I kind of was angry at God and I thought, you know what? I don't need God and 
had that moment of like doubt almost. And Mm -hmm. then I started to think like our first journey through cancer. And that's when I was like, Oh, how many times did I pray every single day, multiple times a day? Like how many times did we see miracles? Like daily, weekly. Yeah. And I'm okay. Well, if I'm going to get through cancer again, like I'm, I'm going to need God. And that's when I realized like, I need to keep that hope with me or there's no way I'm going to make it through. And really like now, like looking back, if I, you know, like I didn't see what my future was going to be, but I'm so glad because it was, it's hard. It was hard. And I, I think hope got us through peacefully and like helped us live life the fullest and start a family. So I know. And sometimes it's crazy because sometimes the hardest things, are the most beautiful too because that's why I mean I found you because you're on twin mom like hashtag or something yeah. and I just love connecting with twin moms and I found you and I went to your page and then I saw all this stuff and I was just being twin mom is hard being bringing home your babies is hard and I I just like felt for you because I'm like I can't imagine the immense joy you're experiencing and also the immense sadness at the same time and it's hard to take care of those babies at home. And you were having, I'm sure, to take care of him. And it, it, I just, how, it's just so beautiful that you were able to navigate that so gracefully. Like, being able to bring your boys home, but, you know, still living that way with hope and joy. So, I think you're definitely an inspiration for a lot of people, without a doubt. Um, and, and in your blog, you kind of mentioned in the very beginning that you struggled with, you know, severe anxiety. And for someone with severe anxiety, that's a tough pill to swallow, like cancer, especially to the one you love the most. And I know I have struggled with um, anxiety in the past, and so many of us do. So can you just kind of walk us through, like, your anxiety and what you learn from your experiences? Yeah. I've had anxiety since I was a kid. And when I called my mom, told her, I, you know, when I told her Justin had cancer and, you know, I started freaking out, I remember her saying, oh my gosh, out of all my girls, why Jen? Because, you know, I've just struggled with this anxiety. And I think part of my anxiety is I focus on like something like, and make it the worst case scenario, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, oh, I have a cough. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get strep throat. Like, and that's what I think is going to happen. Like, yeah. that's kind of where my anxiety is. Okay. So the whole cancer thing, like before I, before cancer, you know, I had anxiety and I could cope, but like after cancer, it was like through the roof because here I have seen firsthand, you know, someone go in for a chest pain and it comes out cancer so like that's very real to me now that's like on my spectrum you know it's like before you're like oh that only happens to people in you know books and magazines like things I read about that doesn't happen to me and so when that happened it just proved my anxiety right it just Mm -hmm. fed anxiety so it really was so hard and you know I uh it got to the point where I just would get sick physically sick like I'd throw up or the days he had scans. So it got to the point towards the end that I would ask him, like, can you just tell me 
after you got the scan what it looked like because every month you'd go in and it was like this dread like oh did the tumor grow did it stay the same and you know it was great like because he was just so sweet that he would wait and tell me after. So I wouldn't have to build up all this anxiety. And I just think I just had to learn, obviously, like coping mechanisms. Like I think number one was like a therapist was so great. And I I think people are so hush-hush about therapists, but, oh, man, are they amazing. And just to have someone to listen to my irrational (laughs) thoughts and fears to bring me back to reality because, you know, I would be opened and Justin was so sweet and he would totally help me with my anxiety. But at some point you don't want to burden your loved ones that you're with all day, every day. At some point it can get too much. And I think that's why even going to someone like a therapist to like release all those thoughts and have someone bring me back to reality. Jen, you don't have strep throat. Like, (laughs) does have a cold you know whatever Mm -hmm. the situation is and um so I think like a therapist helped a ton and obviously God and hope and faith like just really helped a ton and like working out like yeah those things really helped me manage my anxiety through a very very high anxiety life because I was living like that for a long time I think it's important that I love the therapist part because I think you're totally right. I think everybody should go to therapy. I mean, it's just, like you said, it just feels good to talk to someone and then kind of put you back to reality and kind of set you straight a little bit. And and I love that you said you worked out because when the boys were in the NICU, I didn't do that. And I look back and like, that's what I do. And I should have done that during that time. But so often we kind of forget about ourselves when we're going through something like that. And then it just all goes downhill. Our anxiety gets worse and we have no stress relief. So I think those are really good points to make, you know, and obviously the holding on to your faith part, because sometimes, like you said, that's all you can do. Like that's your only option. Like, do you listen to Christian music at all? Like Lauren, do you know Uh Lauren Daigle? Oh, no. Oh gosh. Her song, um, Trust, Trust in You, it's it's the same thing. Like that's all you could do. Just give it up and let it go as best you can, yeah. which is hard to do, like you said, from day to day, you know. Yeah, because I thing. feel like we got to the point where the doctors didn't know what to do. Um, we tried, you know, other stuff. We literally are trying everything, mm-hmm. and we're kind of pushed into this corner. We're like, all right, we, we're trying everything, and we have nothing left but to just have faith. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah, what you're talking about. And I, I actually, it's so funny because I got on my phone not long before this and I saw your new blog post. And I was like, well, I have to ask her to talk about that a little bit because I just, I think what you're doing is an amazing thing because we are not honest enough about our feelings. And it's sad because so many of us are feeling the same things. We just don't want to talk about it or feel like it's taboo or like someone's going to look down on us for saying what we're feeling. So can you just talk about, I know that wasn't a planned question, but talk about your blog posts and just your feelings at this point. Totally. I've been wanting to write this since like I been putting my blog together. This was going to be like one of my first posts because I 
I wrote a post about how I was relieved um, cancer was out of my life, and especially with someone with anxiety. And um, but it's hard because it didn't end the way that I wanted it to. You know, cancer's gone because you know it took my husband's life. But I, you know, now it's just like a mixed feeling. So it's hard because when you have thoughts in your head and you try to write it out and you hope that people can understand it and understand where you're coming from. And I was just talking about, you know, I've been living in this world for so long of cancer and it brings so much anxiety and fear. You just, I said, I have this dark cloud over me always, you know, we try to be happy and we go on a vacation, but that cloud's always there. Like your husband still has cancer and it was really hard. And, you know, I talked about how, you know, you have to rewire your brain when you live in this cancer world, you know, where we sat at church on Sunday was like something we thought about because we didn't want him to get sick and, you know, going to the grocery store and, and shopping for food. Like I just, I had anxiety, like, Oh, if I buy this, is it going to add an aid to my husband's cancer? Like that was a stress, you know, like cooking at home, like all these things living in this world. So when he passed, you know, I felt this huge relief, like, you know, he's not in pain anymore. Like he's at peace and I'm at peace. Like I kind of felt free and I kind of like happy a little bit. That's what's kind of hard. It's like, I'm really happy that I'm living in a life without cancer. I'm not living at the hospitals anymore. I'm not making myself sick each month waiting for scan results. Like, so I wanted people to understand that like when you lose a loved one to cancer, it's like half, like half of it's horrible and so depressing and so sad. But then half of you feels really relieved that you're not in that world anymore. And, you know, I had someone message me and was like, Oh, you look like you're doing really good. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's because, you know, I'm not consumed with cancer anymore. Like, part of my posts are going to look, because I am happy that I'm not in that world anymore. Um, but it's a touchy subject because, yeah. you know, I want it to get it across that, obviously, I'm still, like, devastated. And I miss my husband. I want him here. But I don't miss the world that cancer, you know, what it brought, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, you know, death in general is such a hard thing. I mean, when you think about it on any scale of any age, it's just painful. But, you know, it's something I like when I was little, I had anxiety about it, like dying and like my family dying. And but you, it, when it happens, it happens, right? Like you can't take it yeah. back. And so even though you have that de- maybe depression or that mourning and sadness, you can also have, like you said, that joy know that you had that time that you had that life and now you have your boys and I feel like living you choosing to live the way you do is honoring him and honoring your children and just going to be a so much better environment for them you know to be around a happy mom who seeks joy and has hope and I think that'll just be so amazing for them yeah yeah I I think Yeah, like exactly what you explained. I think for the first time, I don't feel like this burden of like, 
just this life, this cancer world. So it, yeah, it is kind of interesting. All the emotions that yes. come and lose someone to cancer, specifically when you've been in this world for a long time. And I think it's important though, like you said, you, I think it's so, so important for all of us to feel what we feel and stop pushing it off, you know, because some people may feel guilty about feeling joy yeah. or feeling yeah. that, but there shouldn't be any guilt there at all. And then you only feel worse, you know, when you feel guilty instead of showing what you're feeling. Yeah, like I texted a girl that I've become really close with, a friend that's helped me a lot through. She also lost her husband to cancer, and I texted her. I'm like, do you feel this way too? And she was like, oh, 100%. Like, it's just like, it's kind of like if you don't know, you know, what it's like, you know, it's really hard to explain if you haven't been in that cancer world, you know, what comes with it and stuff. Yeah, that's a, a great thing when you can have someone to go through something like that with you. Like you said, because if no one's been through this path or this path, they really don't know how you feel. So I think that's yeah. great. You have that person. So then you know, no, I'm not alone in feeling this way. Yeah. And that's why I love you share your story because I know you're going to touch so many people. Um, and so that leads to my next question. Um, your story is a scenario many of us would say that we could not handle, yet you did and they have been able to do so with so much grace. So what has helped you through this journey the most? Yeah, I know we've talked a lot about like God and our faith. So um, obviously that would be like my first, but I really think like people's prayers and um their support along the way like the people around us like family I we just had the most amazing support system and I think the biggest was like our love for each other yeah. and like his love for me to keep fighting and my love for him to keep by his side like I think that was a huge thing to help us keep going and like I said, like there was nothing we could change in the situation. Um, and, but we really did not want cancer to control. Like we wanted to live as normal as possible. And I think like those things helped us do it, I guess. So I have to ask, this is kind of random, but you know, you, you said you had IVF to, to have your sons, but they're, they're, are they identical twins? Yeah. So I think that's just what, like, what was that feeling of knowing, like, okay, we had IVF, but now something totally off from IVF happened, and now you have identical twins. Like, I have to know. So like, it's so we did IVF because um, he had chemotherapy, mm-hmm. and that can just you know ruin everything. So we were able to bring sperm before, and um, so. It's like they let you choose how many embryos you want to put in. And I remember like thinking, should we do two? You know, it's a lot of money and pain and suffering to get the one, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, should we do one or two? And I made a list. I'm like, no, you have cancer still, you know, let's put one in. So we put one embryo in and our blood tests came back. Oh, you're pregnant. We were so excited. We went to the ultrasound a couple weeks later, and the ultrasound tech was like, oh, um, did you put one or two in? And I'm like, why is she asking me that question? <laughs> Freaking out. I'm like, 
she's like, um, yeah, there's two in there. And it was such a shock because you can't plan, you know, I'm a planner. That's mm-hmm. it. Like anxiety, right? I have to be in control. So that was like a huge, like what? Like you can't plan any more perfectly than IVF and you put one embryo in. And she said it was like a 3% chance that the embryo would split. And, uh, it was just insane. My husband was awesome. Like he was so excited from the very second we yeah. found out and he was the one calming me down. He had to go to work right after and he would text me every <laughs> hour. Like he's, it's going to be great. Like it's going to be oh, awesome. My pumping me up. Cause I was like, how are we going to do everything? Oh my gosh. But isn't that so now funny? How- back and I, think, I feel like now I look back and I'm like, to me, like, I feel like God knew the future. God yeah. knew what was going to happen. And like, I feel like it's a miracle that, you know, why not have two? Yeah. You know, you now I have like this little family and they have a sibling. And like, I look back now and I'm like, it's such a miracle. Like, it's yes. such a cool story that how, like, I don't know. I just like to think of it that way. Like, no, you know, God that's... knew that my husband was going to pass. I didn't at the time. But now we have like these little miracle boys and I have a little family and little siblings. It's so perfect. No, that's why I had to ask because I feel the same way. Like you said, you try to control. When you try to control a situation, that's when God's like, nope, not happening. Like, don't forget, I'm still in control. And like you said, he, his plans were better than you could have ever yeah. imagined, even though it was kind of scary and unthinkable at the time. You know, you're like, yeah. how am I going to do this? But It's like he knew I needed them yeah. or will need them. Yeah, because I'm sure they're great company keep you extremely busy and occupied (laughs) how old are they now they're nine months right now okay so they're at that really fun stage where they're not crawling all over the place yet Mm -hmm. and just like happy to be there and it's awesome well it only gets more fun i'm just gonna tell you i i you know i'm excited i think every new stage is really fun i can't wait to like have conversations with them Yes, mine today told me, he said, because he's gotten in some trouble at school. And I said, so what did you do today? And he said, I'm so proud of me for being nice today. And I was like, what? (laughs) It just shows they really do listen to what you're saying. So so I know we've talked a lot and your story has been more than encouraging. But um, do you have any last words of encouragement um, to all the people out there who are struggling Um, with unanswered prayers or are going through, you know, a tough time? I think, um, you know, I've thought about this and I think my main thing to go away with is to focus on the small miracles along the way. Because when you're so focused on like the cure, the cure, we need the cure. And that's all you're focusing. You're forgetting all the little miracles all the way. And when my husband was in the hospital, um, right before the babies were born, mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't find an antibiotic that would keep this um, virus down. And we were praying and we were trying different ones. And we, like, it was a miracle. Like, we found this one that was able to let him home. And, you know, obviously he wasn't cured, but that was a huge miracle to get him to the birth, you know, and we just have all these little miracles along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like 
those keep us moving forward. Yeah. And I think we just quickly like forget them and we're just focused on what we need and what the trial is, what the thing is, but like those little miracles all the way, like I think that helps us to keep moving forward. I think that's perfect and beautiful advice. And, you know, I think that goes for even if you're not going through a hard time, just going through life every single day. Like, we get so focused on our job or, oh, my gosh, i got to get kids because I'm guilty. Like, we, like, get stressed out about this, this, this. But we need to find, like, the beautiful things in life every single day. Just, like, slow down, chill out. And like you said, just look at all the little miracles because there's just so many out there. And I feel like God wants us to, to look at those and find those and be, like, waiting for them almost. So this has been so amazing. I was so happy when you agreed to be on the podcast and it's been an absolute joy speaking with you. So where can my listeners go to connect with you and to find your blog and all that good stuff? Cause I'm sure they'll want to. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a website and it's Coco's Caravan. So C O C O S Caravan. And uh, my Instagram is also Coco's Caravan. So Perfect. Yeah. Yes, you guys have to go check it out because her boys are adorable and her blog is beautiful. Like, just beautifully written. I mean, you do a really great job. Thank you. So thank I'm you. I'm excited. Thank you for, like, letting me share my story because I really yes. feel like sharing my story and if I could help one person, then, you know, something can come from something that was bad. Something good can come from something that was really hard and if one person can feel better then that's that's what I want if that makes sense absolutely I know exactly what you mean and I know that you're gonna do that a hundred times fold so thank you again for sharing your story and I look forward to connecting with you more totally thank you yes Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Balance. For more information about me or to receive your free goal-setting guide, visit kellyrowland.com. Can't wait to talk to you all next time.